I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Livewire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you can call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Luke Burbank. This is Live Wire Radio. We're backstage at Portland State University's Lincoln Hall right now, and we have an amazing show coming up for you. Robin Lopez is here from the Portland Trailblazers. We've got music from Hook and Anchor, and we've also got this guy, poet Derek Brown, who used to be a paratrooper. We have a theme for our show. It's Such Great Heights. So we have to ask you, what does it feel like when you jump out of an airplane for the very first time? Well, the first thing you really want is to pee. You uh, fly around for about two hours getting used to flying far away places then it grows to like four hours and all you want to do even though you're supposed to deploy your weapon first you roll over to your side a form of deploying your weapon yes you deploy your weapon and you feel better and then you're ready for war all right well i guess it's time to get out into that foxhole that we call the stage for live wire that's gross all right let's go do this from pri public radio international it's Yes, it's Livewire Radio from Lincoln Hall in Portland, Oregon, with Portland Trailblazer Robin Lopez, poet Derek Brown, and music from Hook and Anchor. All that, plus comedy from our troupe, George, George, and Kathleen, and our house band led by Mr. Jim Brunberg. And now, he's breaking the glass ceiling for attractive white guys hosting public radio shows everywhere, Luke Burbank! Wow, thank you very much. So excited to be here at Portland State University with all of you. We have a great show in store. We're calling it Such Great Heights because we have Robin Lopez from the Portland Trailblazers who lives his life at an almost unimaginable height. We also have a guy named Derek Brown. He used to be a paratrooper, so he used to jump out of airplanes. That happens pretty high up, I'm told. And uh, we, as a radio show, are achieving some new heights this week. We are very excited to announce that we are now carried on WBEZ in Chicago. Yes. That is... That is a big deal for us. Uh, Of course, WBEZ is the station that helped launch This American Life and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which are both very successful public radio shows. I I have to say, in full disclosure, 
Not everything they've launched has been a success. There was the unfortunate Lakshmi Singh off, <laughs> where newsmakers would do karaoke and Lakshmi Singh would have to try to figure out who it was just based on their voice. Um, I am personally excited because my dream ever since I was a little kid was to host a national radio show. And being on in a place like Chicago is a big part of that for me. Of course, my dream as a kid really was to be the next host of American Top 40, hosted by the late Casey Kasem, because that was probably the best radio show of all time, and it involved probably the best segment of all time, which was long-distance dedication. Because I'm pretty sure the same person wrote the letter every single week. <laughs> it was always like the, Dear Casey, I had a love and lost him. He was everything to me. But on the night of December 15th, 1984, he died in a fiery wreck. <laughs> he lives now only in my memories. To help me hold on to those memories, could you please play? And this was the great part, was that the song they would request was never appropriate to the tragedy <laughs> that had generated the letter. <laughs> he lives now in my memories. Could you please play Pour Some Sugar On Me by Def Leppard? <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if American Top 40 is on anymore. I will take, I will take hosting Livewire uh, and I'm very excited about it. I will also assure this crowd here in Portland, Oregon, if you're worried that now that we're on this big public radio station in Chicago, if you think we're going to get too big for our britches, if you think we're going to move away from our Portland roots, I want to assure you we will not. We are still going to step into our ironic Depression-era barrel <laughs> with suspenders one leg at a time like the rest of you. Yeah. This... <laughs> That's not really a thing they wear in Portland, is it? I feel like it could be someday, though. We will still be standing outside of the Multnomah Whiskey Library not getting in like the rest of you. I just want you to know that we are on the same page. And the thing is, if we do get too big for our britches, I know you guys are just the crowd to tell us that that's happening. Well, not really tell us, but complain to your wife or husband about us on the ride home from the show. So I think either way, that's going to... That's going to keep us in line. All right, are you guys ready to get this rocket ship of a radio show going? Okay. Let's get our first guest out here. Hook and Anchor came together as a one-off for the San Francisco Bluegrass and Old Time Festival, but they had such a nice pile of songs penned by their lead singer, Katie Claiborne, that they said, hey, let's start a band. Like a string band Fleetwood Mac minus the dudes in blousey shirts. They blend country, folk, and rock with a reverence for traditional Americana music. Here with a song from their self-titled debut, please welcome Hook and Anchor to Livewire. Stay inside. Winter birds 
right here on Livewire Radio. They're going to be back out in a little while. Play us another tune. This is, in fact, Livewire Radio coming to you from Portland, Oregon. We will be right back. Livewire is sponsored in part by Ergo Depot, the ergonomic furniture store that may just be the most supportive place on the planet. Their sit-stand desks and innovative task chairs support a healthy spine, and their commitment to the community means they'll also support any nonprofit you choose by matching your donation up to $75. Additionally, they'll be happy to support you in your decision to stop dating that guy who uses air quotes and wears those topsiders. Because, gross. Visit ErgoDepot.com today and finally get the support you and your spine deserve. Welcome back to Live Wire Radio from PRI, Public Radio International, recorded in Portland, Oregon, home of several world records, including number of Caucasian men with dreadlocks and gigantic student loan bills. And lastly, I'd like to congratulate Brett on winning the sales contest this month. Good work, Brett. Thank you. Thanks. Great job. Yeah. And now get out there and make some sales. I want everybody to hit their numbers this week, okay? All right. Nice job, Brett. First time winning the contest, right? You know, I've won it three times. Yeah, well, you've been here six months longer, so as a percentage, I'm actually doing better. Well, they hired me first because of my great resume. It must have been tough for you to get a job. Yeah, I could have started earlier, but I decided to take some time off and stay at my uncle's timeshare in Cabo. Oh, well, we used to have a timeshare there, but we barely have time to go anymore because we spend so much time 
in Aspen. Yeah. Yeah. Aspen can be nice, but we mostly go heli skiing these days, so it kind of matters less where you stay. Well, I prefer water skiing anyway. That's why we got a boat. Well, yeah, I heard uh, that little 15-foot thing, right? I bought one of those for my son last year. He's 12. That's a tough year. My son is 13. My son skipped a year, so he's already in seventh grade. Well, my son is already dating a high schooler. Mine married a model. Mine is a model. Got offered a modeling job, but turned it down to go to Harvard. Left Harvard to go to space. He's going to finish because he wants to get his money's worth. Doesn't care about money because he's a Buddhist. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. I'm sending the intern for coffee. Do you guys want anything? Or? Uh, I only drink Cartagena Peaberry. Uh, I own a small coffee plantation in Indonesia, so... Well, I have diplomatic immunity in Indonesia, and I will burn your plantation down. Uh, I'm impervious to fire. Oh, hold on. Yep, I just went back in time to 1640 and bought Indonesia from the Dutch. And then I named it Samnesia, and I just foreclosed your property. Well, I'm a marshal for the Time Protection Society, and that's an abuse of time-traveling powers. You are under arrest. Do you get to carry a gun? Of course. A really big one. Oh, man, that's awesome. I know, right? Do you want to, I don't know, hang out? Definitely. We could be friends, even. Best friends. We could date. Best friends is fine. Okay, agreed. Agreed. Uh, hey, you want to go sit at a cafe and make fun of all the losers walking by? Yes. I'll call my son. Mine's already there. Well played, new best friend. That was Andrew Harris, Sean McGrath, and Courtney Hameister. This is Live Wire Radio. We're talking about such great heights this week, and our next guest fits in nicely to that theme. Derek Brown is an award-winning poet, author, and the creator of Right Bloody Publishing, which has been called one of the best independent poetry presses in the country by people who are definitely not his mother, unless his mother is named Joel Lovell and writes for the New York Times. Joel said Derek's work will rekindle your faith in the weird, hilarious, shocking, beautiful power of words with poems from his latest book, Our Poison Horse, and accompanied by the Helio Sequence. Please welcome Derek Brown to Livewire. begin uh, the, my poem, I would like to first tell you a quick story, which is about, sometimes I get to do neat shows like this one, and one was All Tomorrow's Parties. They invited a poet randomly out to go do that, and they had all the performers staying in the same hotel, and I'm a big fan of Nick Cave, the musician, and all the performers and the audience stayed in the same hotel out in the Catskills, and I saw him in the lobby one night on his laptop like a regular person, drinking his coffee, and I stood back and I was thinking to myself, I gotta say something cool to Nick Cave. This is my one chance to not blow it and not say something dumb like, I like your stuff. <laughs> so as I was thinking, I could feel him seeing me over his shoulder, and he quickly closed up his laptop and scooted away. I said, oh man, I blew it. Blew my big chance, but I noticed that he left his coffee cup on the coffee table. And I thought to myself, I have to take Nick Cave's coffee cup. And then I noticed there was some coffee in that coffee cup. And I realized 
I gotta drink Nick Cave's coffee <laughs> to see what happens to me. And as I took, as I took one sip, I felt this feeling of, oh my God, oh, oh, oh my God. Sudden, the blood of Nick Cave was moving through my freaking body. And every line of poetry rejected by literary journals became cool in the mouth of Nick Cave's drool. Like, I chased a shot of whiskey with a wristwatch now all my time is wasted oh god I'm not into horoscopes but I'm into scoping whores there's a difference every line mmm you sir I don't know why, but you have a look on your face like you just ate a hot bowl of salad. Maybe you're waiting for basketball guy and not me. Fake the cape. I can't remember anything at all except this feeling that washed over me when I see a mother pierce her baby's ears. I think you're a crap person. A total crap person. Someone kiss me. Kiss me the opposite of CrossFit. Kiss me like Hawaii being born. Kiss me with all the hell in your lung. Love, don't wait for love. Shout. Enough screw it. Let's get to the real juice. And now a poem. Uh, a little weird to do this. We're short on time. But we're going to go into something real. Uh, a friend of mine passed away. This was the last project him and I worked on. Uh, he passed away this week. And, um, and I'm honored to get to reinterpret it with Helio Sequence right now. This is called... 300 Bones, true story, it's for Ike. Here we go. Roy Sullivan. Roy Sullivan still holds the record for being struck by lightning seven times over the span of 20 years and surviving. He left this earth by his own hand, but the lightning could not take him down. I can imagine the first times it found him in his pickup truck at night, remembering that a truck can diffuse lightning, but not if the windows are down. Whoosh. 
feeling the first blast of light wash over him fast, like a fire hose gushing electricity, turning him x-ray, hands steaming, hair sizzling, a left hook from the heavens. The second and third times it struck him, it feeling sudden and ridiculous, an impossible stroke of luck, the news trucks showing up, saying, Mr. Lightning Rod, the human conductor, Roy the Lightning Sucker, and priests in their hickey-hiding collars, using his tail as allegory, telling kids that God physically punishes the wicked when we step out of his love. The fourth and fifth time, people distanced themselves from Roy, scared of all the ire he was drawing from the angels and the forces of heaven. Roy was gunpowder. Roy was a marked target. His wife soon also leaving him after she too was struck. The sixth time, no one came. Roy's fingernails black and gray, a scar down each shin. The doctors could not explain why he was not dead. Roy moved through his town like a ghost. No return to normalcy when the world christens you as bad luck. We've all been bad luck. And the seventh time, Roy noticing thunderclouds rolling towards him, daring them to speak. He said, come on, try and take me. Come on, try and take me away. A smile welling up in his burnt molars when he felt it start to sprinkle. And then it struck, bullying down, whipping his legs out, going unconscious, dumping the water on his head as he pulled himself through the mud. One reporter returned to the emergency room and said, Seven times, Roy, aren't you worried that you've pushed your luck with God? Most people die from one strike. You still going to go outside if there's a storm? And Roy said, I'll still try to. And the reporter said, what was it like? Roy cleared his throat and said, well, it hurt. It really hurt. The lightning and everything else, the people, the leaving, the loneliness. But I'm glad that it happened. I now feel strong. I feel strong the way you feel strong from new love. And I see now that I can't go until I get it all out. I'm so full, I have to get it all out. If God wants it back, he's got to come get it the hard way. My bones are strong, five times stronger than steel. Not poetically, but scientifically. We are born with 300 bones, and we die with 206. What does this mean? This means there are bone guzzlers in the shadows, all dressed up in no thank yous and get lost. And they will come for you. And you must douse them in jars of blood, flowers, yes, vast power, truth stripped, a hard loss, tongue kissing, sorrows bizarre, love at 100,000 beats. Money broke up with me a long time ago. I stopped reading the Bible and I started believing in miracles. Alive is a miracle. Your life is medicine to somebody, but you got to go out and find the sick on your own. Do I still dance when all the great dance halls around us keep closing down? 
Yes, yes. One dance hall closes down and I can see the streets opening up before me and all the canals freezing over and the rooftops getting ready for my moves and the backyards of night lighting up and the empty bars turning up their music and all the abandoned buildings dressed up like us, broken into and lit up like New Year's fireworks over Iceland, like all the fireworks that ever aired over all of Iceland. The question comes, will you still dance when no one needs to dance with you? Lightning is striking somewhere all the time. I say wait for it to roll your horizon. Feel your bones ready for the light to burst. I say may your radios be too loud. May you lose your voice singing the road trip eternal. May you stand fast in the storm when there's no shelter. May you dance on the wreckage after dismantling the myth of constant hell. Great power comes at weird times, in strange places. Winston Churchill was born in a lady's toilet during a dance. May you hail power's sudden arrival. May you dance the dance of the unknown. May you get all the hell out. May your heart move you so wild that your love scars your legs. Thank you. Wow. That's Derek Brown and Helio Sequence right here on Livewire Radio. You're listening to Livewire from PRI, sponsored in part by New Belgium Brewing, a company whose core values include environmental stewardship, enhancing people's lives, and creating beers that pair well with people. More information at newbelgium.com. Good morning. This is Captain Neil Bainbridge. On behalf of Pacific Airlines, I want to thank you for flying with us today. We've reached our cruising altitude of 34,000 feet, and it looks like clear skies all the way to Denver. If you look up the left side of the aircraft, you'll see beautiful Mount Jefferson. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. Captain Bainbridge here again. Mount Jefferson is the second highest mountain in Oregon. 10,500 feet, actually classified as a stratovolcano, just like Mount Fuji. Not to worry, though, even if it does erupt, we are safe and sound way up here. Looking at about two hours and 20 minutes flight time. (laughs) Named after Thomas Jefferson by... Lewis and Clark. Originally it was called Mount Vancouver by the British, but uh, when you lose the big one, you don't get to name our mountains. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just messing around for the most part. Uh, I know a couple of pilots over at British Airways. They're real nice fellas. Anyway...
Thomas and Richard. That was their names, Thomas, not Tom. Trust me on that, he will correct you. Okay then. Actually, Mount Jefferson was where I went camping two weeks after high school graduation with my pal Chris Raleigh. My God, we were so young back then. Got four Ds my final semester, graduated by the skin of my teeth, and still thought I had it all figured out. Got pretty cold that third night. Chris and I had to snuggle up pretty close in that tent. Well, I should just let you folks enjoy the flight. We kissed, okay? It didn't last longer than 10 or 20 seconds. I wanted to keep going. Uh, but Chris, well, he just turned away uh, after a few seconds and said, go to sleep, Neil. Maybe he did, but uh, I was so amped up by everything that had happened, I didn't get one wink of sleep that night. Nancy and Wayne will be starting beverage service here in a minute. Hard not to think about that night every time I fly over <laughs> good old Mount Jefferson. Chris, well, I heard he married and moved to San Diego, opened a pet food business or something. The oh, heck. I wish him the best. Just, uh,. Just wonder sometimes what might have happened, what might have been. Anyway, life is funny that way. Flight crew cross-check. That was Andrew Harris. Hey, if you're planning to be in Portland November 1st, check out our live show featuring author Joshua Wolfshank, Dan Pashman, host of The Sporkful, and music from Fernando and Tomo Nakayama. More information at livewireradio.org. Hey, Livewire is brought to you in part by Whole Foods Market, where artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives are as unwelcome as the top of the yogurt container in the recycling bin. Which we have never really understood because it's basically made out of the same stuff. More information, uh, not about the lid thing, about Whole Foods, uh, can be found at their website, eataspromised.com. This is Livewire Radio. We're talking about attaining great heights this week, and Robin Lopez does that pretty much any time he stands up. He's seven feet tall. He's in his second season with the Portland Trailblazers. But lest you think he's just some jock, would some jock regularly tweet out drawings he made of Game of Thrones characters? <laughs> or... His thoughts on the TV show Blossom? <laughs> Not unless he wanted to get beat up, which would never happen because he's seven feet tall 
And he calls himself the Screech Powers of the NBA. Please welcome Robin Lopez to Livewire. Welcome to the show. It's great to be here. I guess uh, I'm told that everybody likes to actually call you Rolo. That's the nickname. Shouldn't it be Rollo? Robin Lopez? Your name isn't Robin yeah. Lopez. Okay, true, but there, there are two reasons for this. One, obviously, it's kind of similar to J-Lo, and I, I, I throw off that pop star vibe. Yeah, I see that. I, 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 you know, um, and then... Rolo, I'm, I'm part, part black, part Mexican. Rolos are part chocolate, part caramel. But all, but all sweet, right? I think it's a fitting metaphor. Yeah, that's, that's probably the first time that joke's been made on public radio. Uh, I feel really safe in saying. Okay, so you were uh, uh, a big star in college. You played for Stanford, and you were drafted 15th in the first round, which is a really big deal. But then I read you said you actually wished you would have gone later in the draft. Why? No, 15 was exactly where I wanted to go. So everybody around me was hoping they'd go top 10, you know, top five, whatever. Brooke, Brooke wanted to go top five. And I, I felt like I fit in with Phoenix. And that, that was a perfect fit for me. They needed a center. And so I, after I only worked out for three teams during my summer between college and the NBA, and when somebody cancels their workouts, that's kind of buzz around the NBA that some kind of deal's going on. And everybody else wants to jump on that, no matter how good that player is. I could have been garbage. And I, if I canceled my workouts, people would be like, we got to go after that guy. Now, here's you what know? doesn't work about that theory. I canceled all of my workouts. <laughs> and still have not gotten one call. No? No. Phone must be busy, man. Yeah, that's a problem. I don't have call waiting. I work in public radio. I don't have a lot of money like you. Um, I have to say, only a person who's never been picked last would be hoping to pick, be picked later in the draft. That is spoken like a person. I mean, you must have been picked first in every athletic endeavor growing That's up. That's not true, though. I, I like to think I'm good at what I do, but my, my brother's Brooke Lopez. He's been an all-star. He was the offensive twin. I was the defensive twin. So... Like, people talk about all the awards they've won in high school and middle school. I didn't get any of those. Because your twin brother, who plays for the Nets, was winning all of the He's awards. kind of a jackass. <laughs> um, we'll, uh, we, by the way, I'd like to thank uh, Brooke Lopez for uh, sponsoring the show. <laughs> this is the last show that he'll be helping us out with financially because of the slander that's happening right that's now. That's too bad. He makes more money than me, too, so... You don't do too badly, though. I was looking this up. This is a good racket, this NBA basketball playing that you do. I've tricked them so far. <laughs> you are a... I was really enjoying your Twitter feed this week. And you are a, a self-described nerd. You call yourself the Screech Powers of the NBA. What do you think is the nerdiest thing you've ever done during an NBA game or, like, before or after in the locker room? Before or after? Well, at halftime in one of the games, I met Burt Ward who was robbing on, yeah. on the 60s Batman, Batman show. Yeah. I, I was really geeking out over that. I'm, pre I'm pretty sure we were playing like the Indiana Pacers, Oklahoma Thunder, so Oklahoma City Thunder, so it was a, it was a pretty big game. But, uh, and he was, he was in the audience, and yeah, you no, went he over? Was sitting, he was sitting right on the baseline. I, I could not focus on the game until I, 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 I went and said hi to him. 
How did that conversation go? Um, it, went, it went pretty well, actually. Somehow he found out that I like Newfoundland, Newfoundland dogs. I always wanted to get one. Chris Kamen has one. They're huge. Oh, those big, giant Newfies. No, they're huge. Yeah, okay. Perfect for me. Anyway, but he's, he, he sells... That would look like a regular-sized dog with you. That would be perfect. I could put it in my purse. Yeah. <laughs> I would pay... How much are you making a year? I would, I would double it to see you carrying a purse with a Newfoundland in it. <laughs> that would be the greatest visual in the history of... Things. Sorry to disappoint, but that's already happened. I, I lived I lived down in LA for a summer, so you know I was going to some Hollywood parties, and I had to kind of fit in. So you got a purse and a giant, giant dog. <laughs> so does Burt Ward have one of those dogs? He breeds them. Is that how he got the baseline seats to the <laughs> Thunder game? I mean, that sounds like he's still doing pretty well for being, you know, formerly the Boy Wonder. <laughs> I mean, it's tough to do pretty well after your Batman sidekick. I mean, where else can you go but Batman? Yeah, there's, there's a real ceiling to that job, I think. Hey, this is Livewire Radio. We're talking to Robin Lopez from the Portland Trailblazers. Um, um, you, uh, you do have a, a twin brother who we've mentioned. I'm wondering, do you guys do that like weird twin stuff where you feel each other's pain or thoughts, or did you ever get your parents back together after a divorce in like a parent trap? <laughs> type of situation. I would love to see how deep the lake would have to be if you guys were on each other's shoulders <laughs> pretending like it was shallow. Well, my parents are divorced, so oh. after, after the show's over, we're not talking anymore. Yeah. But, no, well, you see, may look into that parent trap thing. It really worked for Haley Mills. Yeah. I, I only hope one of us doesn't turn into some you know, drunk driving nightmare. Oh, you're after thinking that. Lohan. This Were you is talking di- Haley Mills this or Lindsay Lohan? Is, this is the difference in our ages, Lopez. I'm a Haley Mills guy. You're a Lindsay I Lohan. I prefer Haley Mills. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Do you guys, though, do you and your brother, Brooke, um, do you have a sense for each other in the world that, that, that is, is special and somehow related to being twins? Honestly, I don't know if there's a sense um, like that, so to say, but um, I think we're just so close to each other that. Um, there will be certain times where we'll text each other pretty much the exact same thing. You know, like, uh, off the top of my head, oh, man, did you see what happened in The Flash? You know, or, you know, something, <laughs> something, about, yeah. something about a comic book or something. There's no precedent for us to have both texted at this exact same moment, but it happens. So he's also um, of, the, of the sort of geeky variety? He's a little more so. I'm a little... Really? Yeah. You're the jock. Of the I, twins. I hesitate to say jock. I'm, I'm just a little more well-rounded. I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your love of Game of Thrones because I am also a, a real big fan of what goes on in, in Westeros. It sounds like, though, I heard that your brother actually got to meet one of the Game of Thrones cast and he doesn't even watch the show? Yeah, so he, he went to Northern Ireland for... Um, you know, um, basketball without borders or something like that. And I guess at an event, somebody came up to him and said, hey, do you want to go to the Game of Thrones set? And he was like, I don't know, not really. But fortunately, my older brother was there, and he wanted to go. So he went, and they, they met a bunch of people, um, like Una Chaplin, right. which I'm, I'm very jealous about. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter, Yeah. by the way. Yeah. Put that out of your mind, though, when you're... Fantasizing about her. I'm a big Charlie. Cha- I'm a big Charlie Chaplin fan, so that, that actually <laughs> maybe that's the draw for you. That's, it's part of the appeal, right? We're finding out a lot about Robin Lopez <laughs> on this week's Livewire Radio. Um, 
when uh, when you guys are out there warming up for an NBA game and the music's playing and and you guys are um, you know you're doing your sort of your layups and and you're running through your various drills. I mean, are you guys as casual? Are you having as much fun as you appear to, or are you nervous at all? I mean, does the weight of these games, particularly when you get towards the playoffs, does that weigh on you? I mean, does it stress you out, or does this just feel still like playing a game to you? Um, I, I really think, honestly, you, you can't think about that, and nobody really does. So people are just messing around and fooling around during warm-ups. You, you really you can't worry about the immense pressure, especially like in the playoffs, you know? You can't worry about that. Or I, I feel like that's just going to tear you apart. That's, that's at least how I operate. So I'm, I'm just out there. I'm trying to have fun. I'm not letting anything worry me when I'm on the floor, which may appear sometimes why I'm just completely goofing off out there. What are the like, kind of goofy things you do to keep yourself from getting too stressed out about it? Well, um, any mascot. I, I don't know what it is about them, but <laughs> they might as well have a target painted on their back. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite mascot to mess with? Or who's a really good one? You just like, ask me. You just ask. You know, I could go on for hours about the mascot. I love we got the nothing but time. These people are <laughs> a lot of them are homeless, so this is. They're just excited to be indoors. Um, like, there's got to be a mascot that has either a ridiculous, you know, mascot body to them, or does a dumb thing on a trampoline that makes them a particularly fun person to screw with. Well, the ma- that mascot actually, it's the Houston Rockets mascot, Clutch. It's just like adorable. It's this adorable teddy bear. <laughs> and I don't know why they picked it to be their mascot. You want it to be something a, a little bit fierce, a little bit intimidating, but it's this cuddly teddy bear. <laughs> and I, there's something about that that just makes me want to destroy him. <laughs> All right, Robin. We know that you are a self-described sort of hybrid of a basketball player slash kind of nerd, but we wanted to test that out. So we have a little quiz here that we've put together. The questions fall under three categories. Disney princesses, which we know you have a, a certain awareness of. Also, Just a little bit. Game of Thrones trivia. And then maybe the toughest category for you, a trivia about Portland Trailblazer Center, Robin Lopez. Um, <laughs> If you get, if you get uh, three out of the four right, we will believe that you truly are the rarest of the rare basket nerd or nerd skip ball hybrid, however you want to be identified. So you ready to take this quiz? We're going to test you out here. Oh, yeah. Okay. In the Disney category, Robin Lopez, Portland Trailblazers, Belle from Beauty and the Beast was the first Disney princess to have a confirmed country of origin. What was that country? France. Absolutely right. You did not even blink. Oh, I, hope, I hope the ladies in the audience are impressed. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, one for one, Robin Lopez. Here's the Game of Thrones category. What is the name of the king beyond the wall, leader of the wildlings? Eh. Don't make me throw you out of Castle Black, audience. <laughs> Don't give him the answer. It starts with an M. Yep. Oh, it's like... It's not Bell. It's not Bell. <laughs> so we rule that out. So every answer isn't going to be Bell? No, not, not this one. Mar-something. Ma, 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 ma the last name sounds like a sportball team that Jim Plunkett played for. Sportball? <laughs> <laughs> this is public radio. I'm trying to translate for the audience. 
The Oakland Raiders. Oakland. The 49ers. Mance Raider. Mance it was Raider. Mance Raider is the king beyond the wall. Okay, that's football, all right. Football trivia is my Achilles heel as well. Oh, okay. okay. So, but okay. sport ball, you're great at. Sport ball. I'm, you kill. Okay. I, put, I put the ball in the bucket. Yes, you do. That's what, that's what Rolo all do. All the ways. <laughs> you, you slam hoop it all day long. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. This is in the Robin Lopez, a.k.a. Rolo category of our quiz. You are one for one, Robin Lopez, from the Trailblazers. According to ESPN.com, what is Robin Lopez's most redeeming quality as a player? I look great in that uniform. (laughs) Am I supposed to read from joke answers or real answers? Uh, That was actually the second place answer that Kevin Arnovitz from ESPN gave. Damn, he looks poured into that uniform. Uh, There is a a first answer that was given, though, your most redeeming quality. According to ESPN.com. Defense, um, yep. like protecting the rim. That's right, shot blocking. Yes. Rolo, two for three here. All right, uh, we have to go back to Game of Thrones now. You're, you're two for three. You're doing really well. Without offering up any huge spoilers, can you explain why having a Game of Thrones-themed wedding is a terrible idea? <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be a good idea. <laughs> you, I, I feel like if you're the bride and the groom, you're always getting annoyed by everybody who's coming to your wedding. You don't want, there are certain people you don't want to talk to. So those people you want to get out of your life, you invite them to your wedding. Yeah, just make it a red wedding and <laughs> exactly. problem solved. Really, really upsetting details of Robin Lopez's psyche. <laughs> coming uh, fast wait, wait, and furious sh- here. Sh- should I mention you that I'm engaged? Do you, do you want to... You are engaged. Yeah, would you like to come to my wedding? <laughs> Robin Lopez, ladies and gentlemen, right here on LiveWire. That was Robin Lopez, and you are listening to Live Wire Radio. It's been quite an hour, wouldn't you agree? I'm always a little, I don't know, I have a kind of complicated feelings at the end of the show. I'm relieved that we all survived it, particularly with Robin Lopez up here. But, uh, you know, sad to see it go. I'm wondering, Jim Brunberg, you learn anything this last hour? Sounds like Rolo has some brother issues. <laughs> I have twin daughters, and I, I've learned that I'm really glad that they're girls, and they're only three feet tall, and they don't call each other jackass. That's good. That's good. Andrew Harris, you pick up anything in the last hour about soaring to such great heights? Well, I, I really like the idea of Robin Lopez going hunting, <laughs> like armed only with a dagger and a beehive. <laughs> What does he throw the throw the beehive at the animal, or he, is it a bait type of situation? He's hunting grizzly bears. Okay. And yeah, he's as a melee weapon for close-up combat. And then if there's, but if he's, he's at range, he can hurl the beehive um, and slay the bear. Wow, and he can see for miles from that vantage point. I mean, that's an advantage going in. I think, actually, the thing that struck me in the last hour was just that I need to completely re-examine my relationship with poetry because Mm -hmm. that Derek Brown stuff was amazing. Yeah. That was incredible. And I'm pretty glad I got to be here for it. All right. We're just about at the end. Please give them one more round of applause all the way back to the Livewire stage. Hook and anchor.
Well, she was haunted and she was screaming. And they stood there beneath her, each hand touched the hem of her dress. When the window screamed and shuddered, until the last they flew open and blew in a horrible mess. Well, like window fire and like God on soul, oh, hell, why did a man let it go? Cause I'm young and just itching to be free. Some bugs gonna burn, but it sure as hell ain't me. I'm the tiger's tooth, and I'm the noose's tug. Yeah, I'm a poison kiss and a pie don't hug. When the magistrate he asked me for my plea, I said, Judge, you never been someone so guilty. No, Judge, you never been someone so guilty. Cause in my eyes, there's a fire in my Every line, every letter, every sense that you did see, every road you get. So I go Robin Lopez, Derek Brown, and Hook and Anchor. This show is made possible in part by our sponsors, New Belgium Brewing Company, Whole Foods Market, Ergo Depot, and Laughing Planet Cafe. 
Hotel accommodations generously provided by the Hotel Deluxe. Robin Tenenbaum is the executive producer and co-creator of Livewire. Courtney Hotmeister is head writer and producer. Jim Brunberg is a producer and member of our house band, along with Jonathan Newsom and Ben Landsberg. Jason Rouse is associate producer, part of our writing team, along with Alex Falcone, guest writer Ben Coleman. Our house poet is Scott Poole. Our performers are Sean McGrath and Andrew Harris. Graham Nystrom is our technical director. House sound by Neil Blake. Stage management by Jillian Tabler. Special thanks tonight to Bob Goss, Sam Lowry, Deb Scott, Dorothy Triplett, and everybody here at Lincoln Hall at Portland State University. Additional funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council, Meyer Memorial Trust, the Oregon Arts Commission, the James F. and Marion L. Miller Foundation, the Oregon Cultural Trust, Work for Art, the Oregon Community Foundation, and listeners like you fine people. For more information about the show or becoming a member of LiveWire, visit livewireradio.org. You can download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and find us on Twitter and Facebook at LiveWire Radio. I'm Luke Burbank. We'll see you next week. PRI, Public Radio International. Wouldn't it be amazing to have a piping hot episode of Livewire delivered right to your heart and ears each week? Well, guess what? That can happen when you subscribe to the Livewire podcast feed and you'll get the joy of surprising conversation every week. So go ahead and do it. It's super easy. You click on the button at the top of your podcast app and bam, you are Livewire subscribed. And if you're still, you know, feeling the love, if you're enjoying the show, hey, maybe you could hook us up and uh, leave us a quick review. That'll help more people find out about Livewire. And thank you.